Thank you, Lord. Another glorious day, another awesome moment on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. This is the hour of Gethsemane. To you by Gethsemane Prayer Network. Today, you can call me brother, you can call me apostle, you can call me Pastor George. God bless you. doing well. I believe you are blessed. I believe you are favored and I believe you are highly honored. Wednesday, the ninth day in the month of March 2022, our month of returning to grace. Our month of returning to the grace of Yeshua Amashia. Abrabo <laughs> Would you 
kosu wonye nipa no wadi atro ene wonye nipa no waka asem asase sana adwen asem bia urade akafo abrabo asem bia urade akato abrabo so no
34 verse number 24 read something from there and pray a prayer for you before we start our segment today on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane once again I welcome you all God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane let me pray this quick prayer for somebody right now before we start our segment from the book of Exodus chapter 24 Chapter 34, the verse number 24. Exodus 34, verse number 24. 
24, verse number 24. The Bible says, For I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders. The prayer I want to pray for somebody right now. I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders, be as bad, and no man shall convert your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. I should tell somebody today that he, the Lord, will drive out nations before you. He will drive out adversary. He will drive out enemy. He will drive out disease. He will drive out infirmity. He will drive out sickness. He will drive out insufficiency from you. And the Bible said he will enlarge your borders. He said, I will enlarge your borders. Katush. You see, when the Bible said, when Jabez prayed, when Jabez prayed, the Bible said, and the Lord enlarged the coast of Jabez and expand his territory. I will drive out nation before you and enlarge your borders. I will drive out nations before you and I will enlarge your borders. That is the prayer I want to pray for somebody today on our prayer line at this very hour. That in the name of Jesus, may the Lord, may the good Lord, my God, in the name of Jesus, as I pray, drive out the nation. Drive out enemies. Drive out all the adversaries that are attacking you from left to right. All demons, all principalities, and powers. All the attacks of the enemy attacking you from, from, from all angles. By the power of God, by the might of God, I declare that by the power of the Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead, may the Lord drive out nations before you. May the Lord drive out disgrace before you. May the Lord drive out shame before you. May the Lord drive out stagnancy before you. May the Lord drive out disease before you. May the Lord drive out plague before you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord drive out insufficiency now by the power of God. And I pray for somebody now that may the Lord enlarge your bodies, that may the Lord enlarge your coats. In the name of Jesus, may your bodies be enlarged. May your coats be enlarged may your business be enlarged may your ministry be enlarged may your finances be expanded now in the name of Jesus may your relationship graduate to marriage now may there be a love in your marriage in the name of Jesus Christ may God expand the territory of your education in the name of Jesus may your career be expanded now by the power of God, Karado Sabalakatusa. The Bible says, I will drive out nations before you, and I, the Lord, will enlarge your bodies. May your bodies be enlarged, Kataya.
the Lord. I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders. And no man shall convert your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord. Go and appear before the Lord in righteousness. No man can convert. In other words, no man can take hold of what belongs to you. Said, and no man shall convert your land, and no man shall convert your property, and no man shall take what belongs to you. I pray for somebody that in the name of Jesus, as you remain in the borders of God, as you remain, oh my God, in the presence of God, no man shall or can convert what God has deposited and given unto you. No man can take up your marriage, no man can take up your business, no man can take up your, your, your right place in the Lord. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for somebody now that any man, my God, born of a woman that has purported to put shame, that has purported to take your place in the name of Jesus, that has purported to take something that is valuable in your life, may God displace them now, may God expose them now in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody by the power of God and by the might of God that no man, no man. No man shall or will be able to convert what belongs to you and or, or what God has assigned and given unto you. In the name of Jesus, the Bible said, I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders. And the Bible said, and no man shall convert your land when you go up three times a year up to appear before the Lord. As you always appear before the Lord, as you always come before the presence of God, I superimpose and I declare prophetically from the spirit of God that no man shall take your place that no man shall take your inheritance that no man shall take your blessing that no man shall take up your favor that no man shall take up your marriage that no man shall take up your business that no man shall take your financial position that no man shall take up your ministry in the name of Jesus I pray for somebody now receive a divine enlargement receive a divine enlargement receive a supernatural expansion now Whatever that you are doing in your career, may God bring a divine expansion. May God bring a supernatural expansion. In the name of Jesus, may God elevate somebody now. May God elevate somebody now. May God promote somebody now. May God expand the territory of somebody. May your finances be expanded. I pray now by the power and by the might of God that the Lord is lifting up somebody now. The Lord is lifting up your marriage. The Lord is lifting up your business. The Lord is lifting up your ministry. The Lord is lifting up your finances. The borders of your business. The borders of your finances. The borders of your marriage. The borders of your family is being enlarged now. It's receiving the divine expansion. Receive it now. Receive an expansion. Receive elevation. Receive a divine emancipation now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Katu Shabalada. man 
a no man, a no man, no man born of a woman will take up your place this year. This very month of March 2022, I declare and prophetically, I pray for somebody that no man will take up your place, no man will take up your position, no man will take up your elevation, no one will take up your promotion. By the power of God, you are taking up your rightful place in the Lord, you are taking up your right, your, your, your rightful place in your marriage, in your business, in your finances, in your, in your ministry. You are taking up your rightful place now in the mighty name of Jesus. No man can take up your place. No man can take what God has designed for you today in the name of Jesus. Prophetically, I prophesy over your life that no man can take up your place. No man can take up your rightful inheritance, spiritually and physically. No man can take what belongs to you now in the name of Jesus. Somebody type a big amen if you can hear me now. God bless you. For joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. Today, Madam Eva Barima, how are you doing? You are welcome. God bless you, Madam Eva Barima. God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. You are welcome, Leslie. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for joining us today. 
sister preach it. Parima, my dear sister, preach it. God bless you. God bless you. You are welcome. Preach it. Parima, for joining us today on our prayer line, the hour of Gethsemane. God bless you. Preach it. Parima. Welcome, my brother Peter Beckon. Peter, how are you? I believe you are doing well. God bless you, Peter Beckon. Welcome, my brother. God bless you. Nami, much love now on your case here. God bless you, my dear sister, for joining us once again today on our prayer line at the hour of the ceremony. Me, Enam, God bless you. Yami Shrao, Yami Onyokesye. Of God, I'm also fine and blessed as I'm talking, as I'm speaking.、Uh, surely you know that I'm fine and blessed and I'm highly favored. God bless you all. You so welcome, Frank. Frank, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. Frank, God bless you for joining us today. I'm so warmly,、uh, I, I, I welcome you all warmly. Uh, to the presence of God today on our prayer line. And today、uh, is a day that、uh, we, 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 we are going to pray today. We are going to pray. We are going to pray.、Uh, we'll have some time to pray today. Yes, surely we're going to pray today. So let's get some time and go through, just some few time and go through our, our series, our series on, on, on grace. And for the whole of this week, we'll be talking about. Uh, how God relates to his people, how God relates to his people. So, in other words, we've been looking at the types of grace, and by the grace of God, we've delved into it more. Today, I'm just going to add a few, and then、uh, yesterday I promised、uh, that today we are going to continue. Prayer we're praying yesterday that had to do with the grace of provision, the grace of provision, or the provisional grace that God will provide according to. The riches in the glory of our Lord and Master Jesus unto somebody this month. God will provide beyond your understanding. He will provide beyond your expectation. He's the God that we are serving. God bless you, my dear sister Bridget. My family is doing well. My wife is, is blessed. My, my children are doing very well. God bless you all. And privilege having you all as a family on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane.
Se <laughs> Mau tumi mau kungu tumi enkasa enfantrene mau jie mafanu die beni mnyamche maempeja ene kesiyo enye oma etefa ene dei ewo Jesus Christ dimo if you can hear me and I want you to type a big amen God bless you I want us to start today looking into uh, how God relate to His people and for some time now by the grace of God we've we've, we've moved and we've delved. Uh, a lot into how God relate to His people, or in, or in other words, the type of grace, and we will look at the actual grace. We will look at the actual grace, and we say uh, this when we talk about the actual grace is a special help that that the Holy Spirit gives us to enlighten our mind and to inspire. And in other words, to guide our will to do good and to avoid evil in particular situations. So it is the grace of God that inspires us, that enlightens our mind, as well as our will to do what is good and then to avoid what is bad. And we look at a common grace and we say this is a grace that is enjoyed by all. When talk about all, I'm talking about all people, which means that God loves all people. God loves us. God loves the Muslim. God loves the traditional man. God loves the witch, not the spirit, but the one operating the spirit. God loves everybody. That is why He caused the rain to rain on both the field of the righteous and then the field of the evil one. Same as He caused the sun. He called the sun. To shine on the righteous and also cause the sun to shine on the the unrighteous. So we say all of us we enjoy what we call the common grace of God. 
But thank God you and I,、uh, you and I who today, by the grace of God, have been found worthy of God and are called through the adoption. Uh, has gotten the opportunity to experience what we call the saving grace. So now God has saved us. So we look at what we call the prevenient grace, which is also known as the grace of conviction, the grace that convicts us of our evil ways, of our sins, to acknowledge that this and that is evil before God. And we acknowledge、uh, the gospel. Of, of Jesus Christ by receiving our Lord and Master Jesus to be our Lord. And we look at what we call the justifying grace. We look at the sanctifying grace, the grace that sanctifies us. With the justifying grace, we say that we are justified. We are justified through the grace of God. And the word justification simply means being made right with God. So it is the grace of God that makes us the opportunity to stand right. Before God. Because we know that the first Adam failed, and for that there was a gap or a break of gap between man and God. So Christ Jesus had to come to bridge that gap. So since man cannot be sinless because of our human nature and our flesh, the work had to be done by God Himself through Christ to justify us and make us right. Before God. So we look at what we call the justifying grace. And yesterday we look at the sanctifying grace, that it is the grace of God that sanctifies us. It is the grace of God that sanctifies us. Yesterday I said the prevenient and the justifying grace enables you to become a Christian, but it is a sanctifying grace that enables you and I to become a true believer, a true Christian. So We are saying that as a child of God, we are sanctified. In other words, we are made holy. To sanctify means being made holy. So we have made holy, or God has made us holy and pure. He has made us holy and pure. He has sanctified us. He has cleaned us. In other words, He has rebuffed us, or He has re-given birth to us. So yesterday, I, I gave an example of the man that approached Jesus. And Jesus said, If you want to be born, if you want to be my follower, if you want to be a child of God, then you have to be born again. And he said, How will I be born again? Would I have to go to my mother's womb and come back? No. The Bible said, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new creation. And behold, he has become a new man. So all the old is gone, all the old life is past. And yesterday we also talked about. The glorifying grace. The glorifying grace. And yesterday we looked at something in the book of、um, Romans, chapter 8, the verse number 30 to 32. And yesterday we said, And those he predestined, those that God predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also what? Justified. And those he justified, he also what? Glorified. He also what? Glorified us. So, When we talk about glorification, it is about the grace that enables you and I to be fully conformed, to be fully conformed to 
the image of Christ in the new creation. So, in the new creation, what will make you and I to fully conform to the image, just as in the beginning when God created man in his own image after his likeness? So, because that gap was created through Adam, Christ had to come to be glorified on the cross for you and I, who through the work of our Lord Jesus Christ and through God we've been predestined and called and justified, then He now glorifies us into the image and then the likeness of God. And finally, yesterday we stopped at the provisional grace or the provision grace or whatever way you want to put it, the grace of provision, the grace that provides for his people. So yesterday we said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, the Bible said, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And as 117 says that every good gift and perfect, every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly light. And we saw example in First Kings chapter 17, the verse 1 to verse 6. And I told you yesterday that today we are going to continue that when it is time for us to pray. But before that, I want us to look at two of the other ways that God relates to his people. And I am going to talk about the preached grace or the preaching grace. And then I will also talk about the, the grace of adoption or ad- adopting grace, the grace of adoption, the grace of adoption. We have been adopted, adopted by our Lord and Master Jesus Christ. So there are the two things I'll be talking about today. And then we'll come and end with what we couldn't finish yesterday, that's the provisional grace. And we are going to look at the example by continuing what we saw yesterday in First Kings chapter 17, coming down, and we are going to pray together as a family. God bless you for staying, for staying on, and God bless you for joining us and connecting today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. The hour of Gethsemane is the hour of prayer. It is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. Welcome, my dear sister, Equia Davis. Equia Davis, how are you doing? I believe you are doing well. God bless you, Equia Davis. And God bless you, my brother, George Efriye. You are also welcome. God bless you to our prayer line here today. God bless you. What 
Let's continue by starting what we, what we want to do today. So, today we are talking about one other way that God relates to His people. Okay, God bless you. Doing well, pray you are blessed. Yes, by the grace of God, I'm also fine. Thank God that you are doing well, my dear sister Equia Davis. By the grace of God, I'm also fine. I'm also blessed and I'm also highly favored. God bless you, my dear. I'm so grateful and I'm so honored. About the preached grace or preached grace, you can also put it this way the preaching grace, the preaching grace, it is the grace of God. If somebody will be graced with the word of God, will be blessed with the word of God, he or she preaches. And it touches hearts. It is the work of God. It is through the grace of God. If an evangelist preach, if a pastor preach, apostle preach, the prophet preach, the teacher also teaches and preached, it is the grace of God. Yes. It is what? The grace of God. So if, if I'm preaching and through the grace of God. A word touches somebody. And through that, a person is born again or has given his life to Christ. It is the work of God's grace. You are welcome. You are welcome. God bless you. It is what? Through the grace of God. So today, I'm talking about the preached grace. So, preach grace is the preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel. Which when accompanied by the spirit of God. Or which accompanied by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Releases the power to transform lives. Or to transform sinners. Into saint by God's word grace. May he so rest in peace. One great evangelist, Richard Bonke. He's one of the, the, the evangelists or the men of God I admire so much. Richard Bonke. I remember some years ago he came to Ghana for a crusade. And thousands of people were at the crusade ground. He preached a short message. And numerous 
people gave their life to Jesus Christ. People were touched. Demons were running away. Altars were broken. People were set free. So this is the preaching of the gospel which is accompanied or backed by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And if this is done, it releases the power of God to transform sinners into what? Into sin. To transform life. That is why in the beginning of this session, I said if a child of God don't point fingers on anybody you think he or she is a sinner. Because God has a place for them. It is that reason. That is why Christ came down to this earth. And it is that reason why we are always preaching the gospel. Because somebody needs to hear the word. And the word had to transform or change the life of somebody. So if somebody preaches with power. If somebody preaches with authority, accompanied by the Holy Spirit, it is the work of God's grace. It is through the grace of God. There are times when I come on a prayer line and I preach or I teach, I see messages coming. Sometimes in my personal DM. That today the message was powerful. That today the message was touching. It is not me. But the Holy Spirit communicated the message through me unto his people. So that is the grace of God. And this grace is a portion of giving each individual accordingly. Each preacher, each pastor, accordingly. So the way I preach might not be the way your senior pastor or your prophet or your apostle preaches. The way I speak, the way I teach might not be because God has given this special grace to each and everyone that he has called. That is why in the ministry, somebody is called to be a prophet. Somebody is an apostle. Somebody is a teacher. Somebody is a pastor. Somebody is an evangelist. The special grace given unto his people. And even the apostles, all of us, we don't preach the same. We don't teach the same. The prophet, oh, don't prophesy the same. No. God had a special grace for each and every that he has called. So, in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke 4, 18. The Bible said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The preached grace. And it is the work of the spirit. That's what I said. That the preached grace. Is the grace 
of preaching the gospel, which is accompanied by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So this is Jesus speaking in Luke 4.18. That the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver or to preach deliverance to the captive, and recover of sight to the blind, to set, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Is somebody here with me today? This is Jesus speaking. So even Jesus, before his ministry, acknowledged the grace that has been, that has been given. So he said, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. So the anointing to preach the gospel is a grace that has been apportioned. Is the grace of God that has been apportioned unto his people. So Jesus, the I am, he himself. The Lord of Law, He said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to what the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken-hearted. So everybody that the Lord has called into the ministry is through what the grace of God. Is through what the grace of God. That is why." I have been called. If not, who am I? What family am I coming from? What background do I have? What language do I speak? What tribe do I belong to? I wouldn't have been qualified. But the grace of God has qualified the unqualified to be a preacher of his word. To be a preacher of the gospel. So one day, it wouldn't be a surprise if I see you preaching the gospel with power and with authority because that grace is apportioned and look and, 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 and be allotted to his people and anybody available God is ready to use that person to accomplish a mission or to accomplish a purpose. And that is the grace of God. So, same thing in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 36, 38. The Bible said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Is somebody here with me? He said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth so God anointed Jesus God anointed the apostles that were the disciple of Jesus God anointed the prophet of old and at time today God has poured forth his anointing that is why in the book of Joel the Bible said in the last days in the last days the lord the i am he will pour forth his spirit upon all our flesh and that and that 
is the grace of God. So through the grace, we preach the gospel with power, accompanied and followed by what? Miracle. Setting the captive free, preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight. If I preach today and you receive a healing, you receive a testimony, you receive a touch, it is the grace of God. It is not me. I have no power. I have no authority. Anything I do, anything I preach, is a word, is a message that has been given to me or an inspiration given to me by the Spirit of God. Is somebody here? So let me read my last. God bless you. You are welcome. Dickness, Gloria, Chapman, God bless you. Let me read this one. I will not explain and then I will, I will just move. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, the Bible said, The faith and love, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard. In the true message of the gospel, underline that one. In the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. Just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace and truly understood God's grace. That is the grace of God we are talking about. The gospel that was preached. He said about, he said, he said, about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit, growing throughout the whole world today. The gospel. The gospel that brought the conviction in you, that made you to give your life to Christ, it is what? The grace of God. It is the work of God's grace. And the same gospel is growing throughout the whole world today. Everywhere they are preaching the gospel. In the radio they are preaching. On the television, on the street, on podcasts, many podcasts online. The word of God is being preached. Just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. The verses truly understood God's what? Grace. That it is the grace of God. That is why the message is spreading. The message is growing. The message is working throughout the whole world. The message of the gospel. It is through the grace of God.
second thing I want to talk about today is the adopting grace or the grace of adoption. There is another way that God relates to his people because we know that God is the God of all grace. He's the God of all grace. So we are looking at adopting grace. Adopting grace results in God becoming a spiritual father and including us as members of his family. That is the church. Or in other words, God including us as members of the body of Christ. Being a member of the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is the church. The church is not my church, Assemblies of God. It's not your church, Pentecost. It's not your church, CAC. It's not your church, the Catholic church. It's not your church, the Presbyterian. It is not your church, the Methodist, and all the other churches around the globe. But the church we are talking about is the body of Christ, the body of believers, or the body of saints, from all over the world, all over the churches. So when we are talking about adoption, the adoption grace, we are talking about God adopting us to be a spiritual father, to be a father, and also including us in the members of his family. That is the church. That is the body of Christ. Mind you that you and I, if not the grace of God, we are Gentiles. We wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to become sons of God. So I love the Church of Pentecost. They have a slogan. I remember when I was in a college, I was a pencil president. So I've been a pencil for some time. So they have a slogan. And as Christians, as children of God, we have to understand that if not the grace of God, we wouldn't have been part of the body. We wouldn't have been part of the family of Jesus Christ. Gentiles. But through adoption, we have become through children or through sons of God. So the slogan was that sons of God, then we'll say much forward. Sons of God, that will say what? Much sons of God say much forward. So it is through the grace of God and through adoption, we have become what? Sons of God. We have become daughters. When we talk about sons of God, we're talking about both the sex, the male and the female. We become children of God or we become part of the members of the family of God. That is the church. We call it the universal 
church. In theology, we call it the universal what? church. The universal church. So the universal church is not your church you attend, but the universal church constitutes of all the churches over, all over the world, the believers within, the born again, not all the members, but those that are born again, the saint, the believers, the righteous. So let me read something from the book of Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse 4 to 6. You are welcome, Obapa, Rushmon, and then Cynthia. Cynthia, how are you? Yes, Cynthia, yesterday I wanted to pray for you, but the time it got to that, I, I, I didn't see you. So today, wait and let me pray for you. Cynthia, God bless you. Philippians chapter 1, verse 4 to 6. The Bible says, in love, in love, he predestined us for adoption. And somebody here, we are looking at the grace of adoption. The grace of adoption. You see, okay, let me bring it down here before I continue with the, with the verse. Let's take a couple who are praying for the fruit of the womb. And for, and for some time, they've not gotten a child. And they want a child. So they have an option of going to an orphanage or a children's home to adopt a child. And if you go to do that, to adopt that child, either a girl or a boy, from the orphanage, there are documents and papers that you have to sign in government. And that signature proves that that child that you have adopted from the orphanage or the children's home is now your rightful child or your legal child, just like a child that you have what given birth to. Is somebody here with you? Somebody here getting me? So we're going to talk about adoption. Mind you. That you and I were Gentiles and we were offered for sale in the market. And Jesus Christ used his blood to purchase us. He used his blood and bought us from the market. So we have now become a rightful children of Christ. So just as if the couples go to adopt that child, the child has become a rightful child of the couple. And this child is entitled to inherit any property that this parent has. And the parent are also a legal parent of that child. So that child is no more an orphan, but now he has been adopted by couples. So when we are talking about adoption, we are talking about the work of Christ to pick us from the street and then now makes us a legal children, makes us a legal children. 
where now we are entitled to inherit. We are now entitled. So in Romans, I think Romans chapter 1, verse 38, or yeah. I think 38 or something. I'll, 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 I'll get my search and get it. He said, We join hands with Christ, which means that we and Christ we share the inheritance of our Father. Why? Because we have been adopted. We have now been given the legal right to become children of God, to become sons of God. Then we say much forward. So let me continue with the verse I was reading. I wanted to chip in that one for you to get a concept where I'm coming from. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1 verse 4, verse 5. According to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, to the praise of his what? Glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved, adopting grace, completely transform our motive for holy living. It transforms our, our inner man for holy living. It transforms our attitude. It transforms our behavior. And it transforms us from that old state of life and brings us under the light of God. So, in His love, He predestined you and I. For what? Adoption. So yesterday, yesterday I talked about predestination. How God predestined us and how God called us and after calling us, how will he justify us? And after justifying us, then he glorified us. He glorified us. So in love, he predestined us for adoption. So the predestination is for, 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 for the Lord to adopt us to become his rightful children and for the Lord to become our rightful father. So that is why today you and I, we can go to our father. We can go to Jesus. We can go to God anytime, any moment and ask for something because we are the legal children of Christ. We are the rightful children of Christ so if we are in need of something, we can go to him just like. Just like. Our earthly children will come to us. Our earthly what? Children will come to us. That daddy or mommy, I want this. Yesterday when I went to, yesterday, yesterday when I went to home, my small girl, the moment I got home, she, she, she quickly ran to me and the daddy, they said, with you. they said, my, 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 my exercise book is not enough. And next week we are writing uh, a midterm exam. So I should buy a two more extra books. And I said, okay, no problem. So this morning I'll, I'll, I'll buy it for you. This daughter had no other parent to go to apart from me because I'm the father. He knows that 
I am the rightful person to provide that particular thing. That is why he didn't go to anybody. But she came straight to me that, Daddy, I need this. Because I am the rightful father. And she is the rightful daughter. So, because we have been adopted and given that privilege and that opportunity, you and I today can approach the throne room of grace. You and I can now approach the throne room of grace with what? With confidence. We can approach the throne room of grace with what? With confidence. As said in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, let us therefore draw near with confidence. Do you remember that text? It was in the beginning, that was one of the texts I read in the beginning when I started how God relates to us. In Hebrews 4.16, the Bible said, Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That is why in time of need, in time of insufficiency, in time of anything, we can go to God because we are the rightful children of God and He is our rightful Father to provide for you and I. So it is through the grace of God that has given us the lenses to be adopted, to be adopted sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. And you see, I love the, the verse 5, as we said, according to the purpose of his will. And you see, this adoption, this predestination and adoption is according to the purpose of his will. It is what? According to the purpose of God's will for your life. So it is the will of God for you and I to be a partaker of what? His glory. To be a partaker of his grace. To be a partaker of his inheritance. So it's according to the purpose of his will to praise to the praise of his glorious what? Grace. To the praise of what? His glorious grace. So it is the purpose of God for you and I to be predestined and adopted. And what? Adopted. If adoption is a, is, is a whole new it's, it's, it's a whole passage and it is a whole uh, a theme that maybe through the grace of God one day I will be I'll be going through. So one of one of the more frequently defined type of grace that is that of adoption. I've included adoption grace because of its special place within what my heart. See, we're still going to talk about adoption. We being adopted, what I'm saying is a whole topic. It's a whole topic. But it's through the grace of God. That is why today. You can call yourself, I am a daughter of Christ. I am a son of Christ. I am born again 
I have the rightful place in Christ. Because you and I, we have been adopted by the grace of God to become a sons and daughters of our Lord and Master Jesus. God bless you all. For those of you who just joined later, when I was talking, I welcome you. God bless you. So let's quickly end here by looking at what I said yesterday and couldn't. I said today we'll be praying on. That is the provisional grace. Today we are going to pray. It is time for us to pray because today I said we're talking about only two. And today I'm talking about the preach or the preaching grace and then now the grace of adoption. Let's quickly look at the provisional grace or the grace of provision. As we read something yesterday in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 1 to verse number 6. I want us to continue to the, from the verse 7 to the end. And then let's lift up some prayers right now. Let, let, let's, let's, let's lift up some prayers right now. I feel like praying today. So let's lift up some few prayers before our first session will close. And then we'll come back and I'll pray for you. And then we'll close for today. God bless you. Yes, Provisional grace yesterday, I said through his provisional grace or through the provisional grace of Jesus Christ, God provides for all our needs. He provides for all our needs. According to yesterday, I read the Philippians 4:19. I hope you remember. That but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. And read James 1.17, where God says that every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavens, what? Light. And yesterday, I gave an example by the man Elijah, by the prophet Elijah. 
when he was attacked by Ahab and his wife Jezebel, after he has prophesied that for seven years there is going to be famine, no rain, no food, and the king and his wife were chasing, wanted to kill him. And the Bible said, And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get thee hands, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Kerib, that is by the Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink from the brook, and I have commanded the raven to feed thee. I have commanded the raven to feed thee. So he went and hide according to the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Kirid, that is by the Jordan. Verse 6. And the raven threw him, and the raven brought him bread and fish of flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. Yesterday we saw that God provided with a bed. So if God will provide for his people even with a bed, then how much more would God not provide your need? We are talking about the grace. The grace of provision. God will provide. Whatever that you are going through, whatever that you are praying for, God will, He is the God of provision. So the Bible said daily the bad raven was bringing food. The bad was bringing bread. The, 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 the bad was bringing what? Flesh. I believe it was fish or meat. Meanwhile, there was famine all over the land. Meanwhile, there was no water because the man of God has prophesied that there will be no rainfall. But God provided for the man of God. In the wilderness, there was water. So yesterday, I said we'll continue. So let me just read quickly and then let's pray right now. I don't want our time. I want us to lift up. So I want, I want us to pray some prayers before the first session ends. We have 30 minutes for the first session to end. From verse 7. Provision from verse number seven, the Bible said, For, for some time later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have instructed a widow, I have instructed a widow there. To supply with to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there, gathering stick. He called to her and asked, Will you bring me a little water in the jar so I may have I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and at he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. 
a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little olive oil in a jar. I am gathering a, a few sticks to take home and to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. Let me pause there and then, because it's long, and then come to the verse. Number 15. She went away and did as Elijah had done, had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. My God. Thank you. So, from the verse 7 coming down, we saw that the Bible said, and the brook got dried up because for years there was no rain. And God spoke to the prophet that lived at once to Zarephath. And the Bible said, when Elijah got to the gate of Zarephath, the widow, my God, that God instructed, the man of God was at the right place. Because already God has spoken to him that I am going to cause a widow. I am going to cause or I am going to bring a provision. So God caused a bed to provide yesterday. And today God is telling me, me and you that he caused a widow who was having nothing. A widow with a child. And the Bible says the widow after being informed to bring water, the prophet said, when you are coming, make sure that you bake bread and add. And the woman said, man of God, surely as you live and your Lord lives, in fact, I am gathering this stick to go in there and prepare the last food for me and my son to eat and die. Precious one. Whatever situation, whatever you are looking for, whatever you are praying for, I want you to understand that the grace of God is there to provide. God will cause men that you are not expecting to bless you, to bring that result, to bring that answer. The man of God had no food. He had no water there. But God caused the widow with nothing to bless the man of God. So the Bible said, after the widow was told that do as I have said, the man of God, the widow did, and the Bible said it from the verse 15, that from that day food never lacked. Elijah ate all the days that he lived in, in Sidon, a place called Zarephath. All the days he lived, God provided food 
That's what the Bible said in, in Psalms. He said, I have been a child. I have not seen a writer begging for bread. God provided for Elijah. And not only Elijah. Because he was destined and predestined for that glory. Anybody that he, he, he came in contact with, the person was blessed. So the woman was also blessed. And mind you, if you read down, the Bible says, God to a time, the woman's son got sick and died in the process. But God caused the man of God, Elijah, to raise the dead boy back to life. That's what God can do, the God of provision. The God of what? Provision. It is time for you and I, I want us to pray. If you are in the office, you are in the workplace, you are in the market, be tapping your feet, be nodding your head, and be communicating in the spirit, and let your inner mind be in tune to what is happening here in the house. And I tell you today that the spirit of God, my God, will move in your life, and God is going to provide whatever that you have laid before the heavens, whatever that you have presented before God, the heaven will bring a result. God will bring an answer to you now. In the name of Jesus. You are wanting to begin to thank God. Say, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for this week. Today's Wednesday. I thank you for today. I thank you for this week. I thank you for my family. I thank you for the work of my hands. I thank you for giving me life. I thank you for my finances. I thank you for my, my, my children. If I'm married with children, your children. Thank you for my, my, my husband, my spouse, my wife. I thank you for my parents. I thank you for my siblings. I thank you for everything. I thank you for your word today. I thank you. Just lift up your voice and let's begin to thank God. Right? Say, come forward. Lift up your voice, somebody, and let's pray right now by giving him all the praise and the adoration and all the exhortation now in the name of Jesus. We are we are to go, go, go before God once again. We are going to God by praying that Lord, I want you to forgive me today. Today, your word has come unto me. The grace of adoption. Through your predestination, you adopted me to become your son and daughter. And the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, it's a new creation. All the old life, all the old attitude and behaviors is passed away. We are praying that God, any old attitude still functioning in my life, of which I cannot be of myself. Anywhere that I fall short, through imagination, feeling, desire, and action, that is not worthy of you, God. The Bible said, 
He is a faithful and a just God that when we come before Him, He will forgive us and cleanse us from all righteousness and makes us pure and holy. Say, God, forgive me of all my sins, of all my iniquity and, and, and transgression and, trans- and, and, and trespasses in Jesus' mighty name. The knowing and the unknowing, God forgive me and cleanse me now in the name of lift up your voice, somebody right now. Get the bring your spirit now. That Lord forgive me, Lord forgive me, Lord forgive me, Lord. Spirit of God, come upon me. Spirit of God, come upon me. Spirit of God, take over my life. I am that I am. Take over my life. Holy Ghost, take over my life. Holy Ghost, take over my emotion. Take over my feeling. Take over my, my, my desire. Holy Ghost, take over my, 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 my mind. Take over my spirit. Take over my body. Holy Ghost, take over my marriage. Take over my children. Take over my relationship. Take over my business. Holy Ghost, take over my, my, my finances. Take over my ministry. Take over my life. Holy Ghost, take over my life. Open up. Let's pray right now. The Spirit of God should take over our life. You take over our emotions. Take over our feelings. Take over our psychological mind. The Holy Spirit take over our life now. In the name of Jesus.
Bible said in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 31. He said, If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? God was for what? Elijah. And Ahab and the wife was against Elijah. But because God was for Elijah, God did not embarrass him. Our first prayer point. We are praying the Heavenly Father. Say this after me. Say it after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come against every want, every want, and hunger around me. I shall not be in want for any good reason. In Jesus' name. Say this after me again. Heavenly Father, I come against every want. And hunger around me. I shall not be in want of any. I shall not be in want of any good thing in Jesus' mighty name. I shall not be in want of any good thing in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. That is our third prayer point. We are praying that God, I come against every want. I come against every hunger. I come against every insufficiency. In the name of Jesus, right now I pray that I will not be stuck along my ministry. I will not be stuck along. In the name of Jesus, may hunger, oh God, be deleted and be taken away. May financial insufficiency be taken away from my life now in the mighty name of Jesus somebody lift up a voice let's pray now in the name of Jesus Somebody shout, Lord, I shall not be in want of any good thing. In the name of Jesus, you will not be in want of any opportunity of your marital door, of your traveling door, of your financial door. You will not be in want in the name of Jesus. If the Lord is for us, who can be against us? Yeah. <laughs> 
Pray for somebody right now. That if the Lord is for us, you will not be in want. The water of the man of God got dry up. His water was dry up. I pray that in the name of Jesus, your account will never dry up. Somebody, are you here? I say, I pray prophetically over your life that your account will never go dry. Hey, the anointing of God upon your life will never go dry. You will not want in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody now that your health will not go dry. Your marriage will not be dry. Your relationship will not be dry. Your traveling opportunity, no dryness. I pray that may dryness be deleted. May dryness be aborted from your life. In the name of Jesus, we are lifting up this cry right now. The Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, this year, my account will never be dry. There will be no dryness in my spiritual life. There will be no dryness in my health. There will be no dryness in, 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 in my business. There will be no dryness in my finances. There will be no dryness in my marriage. There will be no dryness in my relationship. In the name of Jesus, we are lifting of this cloud right now. The Lord may you take away every dryness now in the name of Jesus. You are your finance will not dry. In your spirit, will not dry. In your ministry, no dryness. In the name of Jesus, no dryness in your health. No dryness in your life. In the name of Jesus. God dry up. I pray for somebody now. That may every dryness in your life be taken away in Jesus' name. Be taken away in Jesus' name. Be taken away in Jesus' name. We are lifting up another cry right now. That, oh Lord, I put my trust in you to supply all my needs according to your riches. What is your need? What is your prayer request? Is it about ministerial breakthrough? Is it about financial breakthrough? Is it about business breakthrough? Is it about marital breakthrough? We are lifting up a cry right now that God, oh Lord, can you say this after me? Oh Lord, I put my trust in you to supply all my needs according to your riches in glory. In Jesus Christ, mighty name, amen. Lift up your voice now that God supply my marital need, supply my financial need, supply my healing need, supply my ministerial need, supply my job, supply 
supply now. My educational door, my traveling door, supply now, supply now, supply now, supply now. In the book of Psalm 81, verse 10, the Bible said, I am the Lord thy God. I am the Lord thy God that brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Opened your mouth wide, and I will feel it. He said, Open your mouth wide, and I will feel, I will feel it. You saw how God provided for the man of God. He said, Open your mouth, and I will feel it. We are praying that God, I have opened my mouth. Fill my mouth with joy. Fill my mouth with laughter. Fill my mouth with testimony. Fill my mouth with miracle. Fill my mouth with breakthrough. Fill me, oh God. He said, I am the Lord thy God who brought thee, you who brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth. This is God. God is giving a free or a blank check. God is giving a blank check to somebody today. He said, open thy mouth wide. Wide. Not small. Wide. And I will feel it. So we are praying that God have opened my mouth. Fill my mouth with healing. He Fill my mouth with divine healing. Fill my mouth with money. Money. Fill my mouth with financial breakthrough. Fill my mouth with joy. Fill my mouth with laughter. Fill my mouth with praise. Fill my mouth now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice wherever you are. And let's pray now the Lord. I have opened my mouth wide. Fill my mouth with laughter. Fill my mouth with joy. Somebody, the Lord said, He's filling your mouth with joy, He's filling your mouth with happiness, He's filling your mouth with healing, He's filling your mouth with money, my God. Financial breakthrough.
somebody right now that may the Lord, as you have opened your mouth, Kayatush, as you have opened your mouth now, may the Lord fill your mouth, Kayatush. Bible said, Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. As you have opened your mouth to pray, I pray for somebody now and I prophesy over your life that the Lord is filling your mouth with joy. The Lord is filling your mouth with a dumbfounding testimony. Maybe you have not testified before. You have not shared a testimony before in your life. Since you became born again, you have not experienced something mysterious, something wonderful in your life. But God said, hey, my daughter, hey, my son, it is time for me, the Lord, to fill the mouth of my people with joy, with laughter, with miracle, with maracatusha, and with joy and with testimonies. May your mouth be, full, be filled with divine healing now. May your mouth be filled with money. May food, may your household never lack food in the name of Jesus. May the Lord fill your mouth with food. May the Lord fill your life with a marital door. May the Lord fill you with children in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord said, I should tell somebody today that in the mighty name of Jesus, as you have opened your mouth wide, He is putting praise in your, in your mouth. He is putting peace in your life. He is putting, my God, promotion in my co-branta. He's putting expansion and elevation in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, open your mouth wide and I, the Lord, will fill it. May the Lord fill you right now with divine miracle. May the Lord fill you, oh God, with testimonies now in the mighty name of Jesus. I see the Lord filling somebody now. The Lord is filling you with joy. The Lord is filling you with tears of joy in the name of Jesus. That marital door is open. That financial door is open. That ministerial door is open. And the Lord is filling you now with joy, with praise, and with honor. Oh my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Online, I want you to type a big amen right now. God is connecting somebody. Somebody, God is connecting you. God is opening my God. Branta, doors of greater, doors of opportunity. Bible say, open your mouth as your mouth is open. God is filling somebody your mouth right now. God is filling the mouth of somebody right now with joy. This very month, you will testify about the goodness of God. God will provide and you will never be dry up. Bible said, and the brook was dry up, and God spoke to Elijah that at once live here and go to Sidon, my God. There is a widow from Zarephath. There is a widow from Zarephath. That widow will feed you for the rest of your life. Whether anything that is dry in your life, may God bring that dryness to a close. May God begin to open doors of greater doors of opportunity, doors of divine emancipation unto somebody now. Doors for somebody now. You will testify. I said you will testify. My God. The miracle is coming your way. Receive your miracle. Receive your testimony. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your marital door. Receive your traveling door. Receive that visa. Receive that document. Now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive that contract. Receive that opportunity. Receive that, that job offer. Now that job offer. That educational door. Receive it now. Receive the 
admission now. Receive it now. Hey, the grace of provision, the grace of provision. Hey, God is a God of provision, He is a God of supply. God, if God could supply the man of God food and fish through a bed or through a raven, then God can supply, then God will supply. If God could use a widow with nothing to supply for the man of God, God will supply for you, my sister. My brother, God will supply according to his riches in glory. According to his riches in glory. My God is It's left with three prayer points. Let's pray three prayer points before I pray for you and then we'll close. But as I said, the time for our first session is up. The time is up. So... This session is closing. But I'm coming back. If you want to join us, just join us. Let's pray only three prayer points. And then I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. Then we'll close and come back and continue tomorrow. God bless you for joining today. I am so honored. I'm so privileged to be your servant. On our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. The hour of Gethsemane is the hour of prayer. The hour of Gethsemane is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. We are given the opportunity and the privilege to pray together. You are welcome, Pastor Andre Jackson. Pastor Andre, how are you? You are welcome. The time for our first session is up. So this session is closing, but I'm coming back, Pastor Andre. I'm coming back. So let's all come back. Let's pray only three prayer points. Three prayer points. And let me pray for you, and then we'll close for today. God bless you all. Remain blessed and favored.